Welcome to the Just Off Glen podcast with your host, Christy Alexander, where we talk to the movers, shakers, and change makers. Just Off Glen. Hi, I'm Christy Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us. I have to say I'm blown away by how positively this podcast has been received. So many of you have reached out to offer feedback and positive reviews, and I cannot thank you enough. One listener said they find themselves laughing out loud with us throughout the podcast. That makes me so happy to hear because I want you to feel like you're part of our conversation. Please keep those emails coming. Let me know who you think should be on the podcast and what questions you have for our guests. You can connect with us at justoffglenn at gmail.com. And please keep those reviews coming because the reviews are what help us to stay on the air and they're how other people can find us and be part of what we're doing. So again, a great big thank you to all of you. Now let's move on to today's podcast. Grab a cup of coffee Uh, If you're in the car, roll down the windows and relax. If you're at your desk, throw in your headphones and tune everything else out because I want you to feel like you're sitting in the room with us as I talk to my good friend, Lisa Lehman, owner and graphic designer at Lehman Creative. You know, we all have that friend who we can be really transparent with and we know they'll accept us for who we are. Why do I feel like I'm going to cry right now? (laughs) (laughs) Because that's what we do. Right? For me, one of those people is definitely Lisa. Sometimes when things go sideways in business, I'll ask Lisa, does this really happen to business owners? (laughs) Sometimes she'll say yes, that's normal. And sometimes she'll say no. And let's take a look at why that's happening for you. Lisa, thank you for being my friend and for being such an amazing support of every crazy thing I do. (laughs) Well, I didn't know we were going to start off with tears. So um, (laughs) thank you. You are my friend as well. Thank you. And for those of you who are listening, I generally try to start out with some sort of creative icebreaker. And uh, today, that's going to come at the end. Oh, boy. So So I'll be nervous the whole time. Don't be, don't be, don't be. It's easy. But stay tuned uh, and listen through the end of this podcast. And uh, so, again, thank you for joining us. Lisa, I would love for you to share with our listeners a little bit about yourself. And let's start with um, Lehman Creative. Tell us what it is that you do. And um, then I would love for you to take us down the journey to to how you got started and um, okay, your passion. And please don't leave out the part where you just told me that you worked at Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's not a highlight of the story. Uh, nothing against Burger King. Sure. First of all, thank you so much for having me. Um, so I started Lehman Creative. Over 20 years ago, um, I helped mainly nonprofits and government with their graphic design and marketing needs. Um, and that can range from everything from signage to branding to um, social media management. Um, so I came up here from Ohio. I graduated from Ohio University, <clears throat> got a job at the paper here, met my husband. I had planned to stay two years, and I've been here over 20, and I've enjoyed it. So that's, you know, I love it here. We hike, we bike. Um, outdoor recreation is huge here. So, um, but while I was working at the paper, I was working evenings. My husband was working during the day, so I had free time, and I looked for a freelance opportunity and found it with BN Communications. So I did that some days. I didn't do it a whole lot, but Mark Bean actually connected me with who would become my first solo client, and that was St. Mary St. Alphonsus Regional Catholic School. So I worked with I worked with them for years and years um, until probably just a couple of years ago. And you know, in your head when you start out, you have this idea of who you should be working with. Um, what does success mean for you? And I had some other clients who who maybe fit that bill, but 
were no fun to work with. (laughs) Um, So when I, you know, sat down and really considered who is it that I want to be working with, what is the work I want to be doing? I landed on, I want to be working with the same type of people that I work with at St. Mary's. That's Sally Bean and that's Kate Fowler, who have both moved on. Um, But that was integral to leading me down the path that I went down, which is mainly working with those who are tasked with making their community a better place. Um, So, you know, it's it's been, once I determined that, it's been a great ride. So... Part of the draw in that for you was that they were driven by the passion that they had for the organization or have for the organization rather than by um, the profit, the revenue. Absolutely. And, you know, I have no qualms about working for money. I mean, I, Mm. we all have to make a living and I don't have a problem with people who want to make a lot of money. Um, I just like working with the people who whose mission is a little bit more than that mm-hmm. or a little bit outside themselves. And I actually, I credit them, um, the women that I worked with there, with, with teaching me that um, a, an attitude of service mm. is so important. And I take that with me with every client I work with, with every job I do, and it's been it's been a game changer for me. So uh, thank you, Kate, if you're listening. I don't know if Will mentioned you in his podcast, but I'm mentioning you. Um, but I do seriously appreciate the lessons that I was taught early on by the people that I worked with. So wait a minute, let's make that connection. I knew that last name sounded familiar, Fowler, and Will Fowler was one of our recent guests. So. Kate is his mother. Mother, mother. Yeah. Okay. A wonderful woman. Fantastic. Oh, I love that we are in such a small community that these overlaps just keep happening. It is so funny. Yeah. Yeah. It certainly is is different to sit up to the table with people who are passionate about what they're doing, and um, there's just a level of joy that comes from that. Whereas, um, I mean, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm just making assumptions, but working with someone who, you know, I mean, so for myself, for instance, you know, we're all of our marketing really is about targeting the ideal customer and getting them to purchase. So tell me how the approach would be different from a nonprofit's perspective. Well, nonprofits generally would have two audiences they're targeting, and and that's kind of simplistic. But you have your donors um, who you need long-term support from, and that's usually a different demographic than the people who are going to be using your service. Um, Often the age is is quite there's quite a disparity in age. Sure. So your your targeting is totally different for both audiences. Okay. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. But it, you know, it all comes down to you're speaking to a, a person. Right. And, and right. how you deliver to that person. You're right. Yeah. So um, what's your favorite part of the project when you sit down with a nonprofit? Do the projects really vary as far as some, some want social media, some want website design, or or are they typically, most often, it's, it's this one sort of project that you're working on? Um, so I do a lot of work with education. So okay. those projects tend to start out in the same kind of thing. Here's what we're looking for, whether, you know, years ago it was a view book, um, things have turned, gone online more. So there's a lot of that. Generally, the social media I bring in, I only bring in with people who I've been working with for a long time because it's it's what I consider an ancillary service. Um, I do it when I know your organization so well that nobody else is going to do it better. Uh, I've got the time to do it, and I know you. I know the tone that we need to take. Um, and that's what makes me a team player. Um, it, it's not just design anymore. It is the, the other things. It's the email marketing. And again, it comes down to the tone that I'm, I'm taking with the person I'm talking to. Okay. And same with the social media. 
Okay. How do you, I've, I've often wondered this, um, and I wondered this with, when sitting down with Sidekick, and I've really never considered the process except from my own perspective and in my business needs. How do you go about getting to know a business well enough so that you can be their voice? Usually that's over time. Okay. But it is a matter of <clears throat> seeing their culture feeling who the vibe that they have are they um stuffy or are they open uh, are they friendly or you know not everybody is and right. that's not their tone that's totally fine mm-hmm. um my favorite ones are the funny ones because if you have a sense of humor I can totally get into that mm-hmm. uh, and it but again it's not for everybody not every organization should be funny um but over time you do get to to feel who they are. And, you know, you put a little bit of your personality into it, and mm-hmm. then you have to switch gears to, to the next one. Right. And rein <laughs> it in a little bit. Right. Yeah. I, I would imagine for myself, that would be a challenge. But that's why I don't do it. And you do. <laughs> but you know, when you are creating marketing materials, you are already setting that brand tone. Mm-hmm. So moving into the social media is not a stretch. Sure. So because I know you and we've talked over time, I, I can recognize your work around town. Um, but talk a little bit about, um, if you can, just some recent projects that you've worked on and um, maybe some places where the public might identify your work. Oh, <clears throat> so I have done, if you visit any of the parks, in the region, I've done most of the signage, so the educational or interpretive signage that's in Crandall Park, uh, Hobby Pond Park, Gurney Lane, Rush Pond, pretty much all of the, the most of the parks. Um, I love those projects because I'm an outdoors person. Right. Um, and I, you know, some of them it is I'm working with um, a scientist. They develop the content and I just make them look nice. Mm -hmm. Some I do the research myself and write it and do the whole thing. Um, But those are some of my favorite projects. A recent project was the, and you've all seen this, the vaccine logo for Warren County. Um, They're the stickers that you get, which, (laughs) so the Postar had a picture of Chuck Schumer wearing the sticker, which I thought was really cute, but Uh you couldn't see it was Chuck Schumer. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess you'll have to take my word for it. (laughs) That's fun. So if you have that sticker and you post that sticker on social media, you can tag tag me and creative. (laughs) She is the designer of the sticker. That's fun to know. Thank you. A little inside information there. So um, you are a Woman-owned business. Yes. You are a certified um, MWBE, Minority and Women-Owned Business Enterprise. So yes. tell us a little bit about that project. There there are still some of our listeners, I think, that are unfamiliar with that certification. Can you shed some light on that for us? Sure. So I was well into my business before I decided to do that. And I did it because I actually had clients asking for it because okay. On their end, they will get um, it, it benefits them through the state. So I went through the process, which takes um, a long time, and a it's long, long, <laughs> long time. It's um, more paperwork than I think I've done in my whole career. <laughs> um, and then you wait, and you wait, and you wait, and then you make a phone call, um, and somebody helps you move kind of to the front of the line. So, and then, so when the process is over, you have to try to navigate, how does this help me? How do I bid on jobs? And I have bid on a few. Okay. I've not gotten any. Okay. Um, what I have done is I have been selected as a vendor for another MWBE certified business, okay. which has been helpful, uh, which is another option, which I didn't know about. Um, so that's been great. So I'm still trying to work my way through that. I've okay. only had the certification for a little over a year. And um, they've extended the certification to five years. So I don't have to go through the paperwork again for four years. Amen. Right. 
Because <laughs> you didn't only have to go through it once. You had to oh. actually go through it yeah. twice, the submission process. Yeah. So the first time, when they finally agreed to look at my work, my, my paperwork, they said, well, it's been so long, we'd like you to resubmit. Mm. Sure. <laughs> Gladly. <laughs> so I submitted the application, and yes. I... Um, I'm sure that they feel that I'm a pain in their butts because I've followed up with email every probably three or four weeks. Hi, it's me. <laughs> this is what I'm inquiring about. Any movement? <laughs> so far, no. And we're coming up on a year. So <laughs> if anybody's listening and you have any pull, can can you please help? Because I do not want to have to resubmit all of those documents Again, for any of you who know me and who've been following the podcast, you know I'm in the middle of a huge build-out. And the last thing I need among picking paint colors and lighting and what steel structural beams go where is to have to submit documentation for my certification all over again. You know, I think, was it three months? They give you three months to do the paperwork. And it took all of that three months like, see, I didn't go that way. I sat down and created the account and logged in and submitted everything all at once. Right. But you had, you, didn't you have to start the process and then they give you three months to upload everything? No, I, okay. I started and uploaded all at once. Okay. Well, that's pretty sure I did it that way. Did it um, take you three months to gather everything? <laughs> It's a process. I'm I am pretty meticulous about paperwork and and paperwork keeping and let me just tell you why. Because I used to work at a bridal shop for several years and this was well before any um computer oh. technology online anything. Um so we um, and, and naturally, there were a few staff people, and the other staff needed to know what had happened with, you know, if a bride came in, if her, you know, if we called to follow up on orders, and um, there was a delay. And so we documented everything like crazy. You did not get rid of paperwork. You kept it. <laughs> right. I so think, I learned then. Don't you think... Those little things that you learned early on in a totally different life yeah, gave you the foundation to do what you're doing now. Yes, absolutely. I, I mean, listen, organization is key because I'm not that organized. So I know that. <laughs> I try. <laughs> I try. I try really hard. And uh, there's just a lot going on. <laughs> you have a lot going on. But I'm not going to complain because you know what really needs to happen is I need I need to hire somebody to to help and um, I feel like that's just another that's just another job on my plate right now so we'll get to that eventually but um, anyhow so you're you're a w certified women to own business yes and you should be very proud of that. Um, one thing that we we often love to share stories about. And we'll be careful because our kids will kill us if we oh. say anything. <laughs> but uh, raising a family while being an entrepreneur, so let's talk a little bit about that. Now your kids are older now, but you've yeah. been doing this much longer than I have. Yeah. So when I started, I had planned. So I was working nights, which just didn't work with having small children. Mm -hmm. I was exhausted all the time, and I had planned to go back to a, a working for an employer when my kids were both in kindergarten. Well, one was in kindergarten, the other was older. And but at that point, when when I reached that milestone, you know, I had built my foundation. And why would I go work for somebody else at that point? Right. The hardest part was over. Now I remember walking through the house with my phone to my ear talking to a client while a kid is, you know, trotting behind me trying to get my attention. And I'm trying to make it seem like, no, I'm actually in an office. <laughs> um, 
you know, I, I see moms now with young kids who are trying to juggle that. And I think, don't put that much weight on you. Mm-hmm. You have a family, right? You know, you're blessed and kids make noise. It's yeah. okay. Yeah, it's totally okay. Um, and I think if we can normalize that kind of thing a little bit more, especially with the zoom, you know, everybody's so many people are working from home. Don't be ashamed of that. Don't try to hide that. That's your right. life. And right. life is different when you're at home. Right. And it's okay. And personally, I like to see kids pop into zoom. Yeah, because, <laughs> you know, Zoom can get, can get kind of tedious. So when the little naked kid comes in, I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> it can be so stuffy. Definitely. What's wrong with a streak, streaking kid <laughs> running through the, the video? Um, but I remember my daughter saying to me once, she really wanted to go to daycare because they had a playground. And here I was trying to be the best right. mom I could be. And my kid wanted to go to daycare. <laughs> ungrateful. They are ungrateful. <laughs> I do. I remember too, getting to the other side of that when my kids got just a little bit older and we had made all the sacrifices and had gone without so that I could, you know, be the best mom and take care of my kids. And my kids said, I wish we could have gone to daycare. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you so much. (laughs) Right. It has changed my perspective, though, as, you know, as I now have a daughter and thinking about like way, 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 way in the future when (laughs) she has kids to, um, you know what, it's it might not be so bad. It might be good. Daycare might be good. You know, I think our generation Um, didn't have, or many of us didn't have the role models of the working mother. Like my mom did not work. Right. And I appreciate that so much. I recognize the sacrifice she made. Um, but it was harder to navigate when you didn't see it. Yeah. You know, so, so we came up and, and I did want to work, you know, and I had dreams of things I wanted to do in a career and I'm so um, I'm so grateful that we do have that opportunity right. and I, it to, to make the choice, whatever that choice is. Um, and I was lucky that I kind of got to walk the line between working and still being home. Yeah. I grew up in a home that um, didn't encourage career. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's okay. Everybody's different. But I definitely wanted a career. Yeah. And f- I... I was in a position where I felt like I had to choose um, one or the other. And so I definitely want to be part of championing the effort to let young moms know and, uh, you, you know, young girls who are considering parenthood, motherhood, that you don't have to choose. You can balance. And balance looks different for everyone. Right. But you you can balance. You can do both. And I think your kids will not lose out. I think they will benefit from... You know, I see the kids coming out of college um, over the last few years, you know, not the ones having kids yet, but that they're doing a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Yes. And they're not in a job that's nine to five. Right. And... I love that. I'm so proud of them for not um, depending on the one paycheck. If if you can do, if you can try things out when you're young, yes, more power to you. Yeah, do it. it it's and it's so much fun. It's so, there, there's so much more freedom there at that point in right. their lives to be able to you know, dabble in things a little bit here and a little bit there and really give themselves the opportunity to find what they're passionate about, what they like without a whole lot of risk. Right. You know, I, I love that. It's it's a lot of fun to watch my daughter, you know, through this through this um, season in her life and what she's learning and uh, how things aren't exactly what we thought they would be and um, making different transitions. And it's just a lot of fun to to sit back and watch her. And um, I heard recently on a podcast, someone 
was talking about their parents and she said that her dad had said, I love you too much not to allow you to make your own mistakes. And I thought that's just really fantastic. And it made me do kind of a gut check. Do I need to step back a little bit more hands off and uh, make some of her own mistakes? And part of me was thinking, well, yeah, maybe like in this area, but not that area. No, she definitely <laughs> needs my help there. It's like, wait a minute. That is probably the hardest thing in parenting is yeah. letting them make their own mistakes. And I don't know if that's ever going to get easier. Right, right. I think it's, you know, it comes from a good place, though. It does. Loving, caring, and... Control. Wanting the best. No, I wasn't going there at all. We don't want control. We just want happiness. Absolutely. And if controlling situations will bring us happiness <laughs> for us, for our kids. Did you did you come up with any creative childcare solutions as we're heading into the summer and I'm thinking of Golly, I don't know where that came from. Golly, golly, these kids just went back to school. Did they go back to school? <laughs> a lot of them did. I'm, I'm guessing not all of them. Um, no. Maybe some, some had a choice and could still, you know, stay virtual. But I, I've talked to a lot of parents whose kids have just gone to school. I, I bless those parents. I don't know how they've all done it. Mm. I don't know how they've done it. Um, it has been a lot, even if the kids are going to school. I mean, you know, so I have a, a senior in high school and a senior in college. And the impact of this last year has been big on mm-hmm. both of them. Big. Bigger than we'll know because, right. you know, we have a different perspective. Right. Um, so, you know, it's, it's I think we're just going to see this summer. I'm approaching it as... Try to enjoy these last few months, yeah. um, you know, where one's going off to college and hopefully things are, are better. Um, and one is going to be trying to find a job. So um, with a history degree. <laughs> so if you know of anything. Um, but as for childcare, you know, I, I don't have family around. And my husband doesn't have family around. So Me neither. when we were raising kids, it was us. Yeah. That is what we did. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I was, I was a little bit nervous, so I didn't really want other people to watch my kids. Mm -hmm. If I did it over, I would so be like, yeah, neighbor, sure. Come on over. (laughs) (laughs) To the pizza delivery man. Hi, do you babysit? (laughs) And do you know what babysitters charge these days? Oh my goodness. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I think it's like 15, 20 bucks an hour. I, it's crazy. I'm sorry. Why aren't we babysitting? Because <laughs> <laughs> we already did it. Did you know they have like, they have apps? Yeah. So that you can find babysitters now. I was like, wow. well, that's a little scary. Well, kind of, sort of, but I'm sure they're about it. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I think I would have liked that. I would have liked to have been able to, because you can always say no, but just to have that, I mean, we, it was just us. I didn't know people, you know, and I was a young mom, so I had, you know, all of my friends my age didn't have kids or just were at different seasons of their lives. So it was like, you know, really, it, it wasn't an option to find somebody. So I used to, um, Here's here's my organization kicking in again. <laughs> I would get all of the um, summer brochures. So and, like the Chronicle would put out, here's what's happening all summer, like their little booklets. Mm-hmm. And, and the library would post their um, calendar of events. And I would sit down with all of the calendars and all of the, the booklets. And here's what's going on this summer. And I would get a calendar and I would decide what 
my kids would want to be part of and who's going where and who's going to be part of this group or that group. What's going on at the library? When do we want to be there? And I would create a whole schedule for us for the summer. And I did that so that I would know what was going on, but also so that my kids would know what to look forward to, what what they have sure. to look forward to. And then we would kind of fill in the days, um, you know, activities throughout with with other different things. But you know, and then they would also know when we aren't doing anything and we're going to work or you're going to have to go color or, <laughs> you know, find something to do, run around Find the yourself house a daycare. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I think that's so great. And, you know, there are so many opportunities. And I hope a lot of those come back this year. I, I think too. last year was tough. Um, so I do work for Queensbury Parks and Rec and their summer program, they are doing programming this year, will be out the end of May. Nice. Um, uh, Q Club will be running this year. It at, will? It will okay. be um, at a limited registration. So, you know, people who are interested in that, um, you're going to want to sign up as soon as you can, as soon as registration is available. Um, and that's just a half-day program, which when I... That program was so great for my son. Um, you know, we were, first of all, it's at the school. We were so close to it. So every day, you know, four yeah. hours. That was, so, I had a younger daughter at home at the time. And, you know, there's four years between them. That That's tough. Yeah. When one is big enough to do something and the other one's, you know, still in your arms. Right. Um, but great program. And super, super inexpensive. When when my son did it, it, it was actually free back then. Nice. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, inflation. And well, <laughs> we'll link to that though in oh, in our episode notes. Um, it's funny. I used to have some of those things that um, we used to plan on the calendar were different kind of courses or classes, and um, I can every once in a while my daughter will. Well, say something. Yeah, don't you remember you made me take that class? <laughs> I'm like, oh, and here, like now you know, so you're welcome. <laughs> Gratitude, I think, comes at I don't know, 35, maybe. I don't, I don't know. Well, my older son, who's not 35, I don't want to say how old he is because it definitely will age me, but he said a couple of weeks ago. Mom, I understand so many things now. I understand why you did what you did. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> He's like, I can only hope for my kids. I, so that was nice. That was nice Hold to hear. On to that. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. And and so he does have two little ones, and he's making some of those parenting mistakes and we talked a little bit of it there's just normal parenting mistakes that we all make because yep. we don't know and we don't have a blueprint and, and it's we, hard it is it is and so we talked a little bit about that parent guilt that is so heavy yeah. so heavy so we're definitely here to say creative solutions for the summer and let go of the parent guilt and and be and you can work so, and raise kids absolutely and I was going for a walk the other night with my husband. We walk a lot these days. Um, and the ice cream truck was out. That was so exciting. Not because yes. we want ice cream, but because, you know, it means some return to normal. It's an icon. Yeah. 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 And kids were outside. It was cute. Yeah. I So I love to sit in on the uh, common council meetings and the planning meetings. And I've been doing that well before uh, I was a business owner. I'm just kind of a geek that way. But um, they talked about um, the permits that got approved for the ice cream trucks and in the downtown restaurants for outdoor seating. And so it was really, really exciting to hear those topics talked about and just all of the great things that we have coming coming back. And the library is open again. Yes. I was there the first day. I was so excited. I, it's just... Did you I, take out books? I did. Nice. And I actually read them. Like, <laughs> I read a lot. So that, and I, I have two of them in my car to return because I'm really bad about returning them on time. Um, but I read them. There were 14 day books. I read two of them in 14 days. What? I know. Well, one was That's really, amazing. really short. I'm in but awe. It, it was so good. And so 
I go to the library, I check out my books, and I'm walking across um, City Park, and I run into a woman I haven't seen since pre-COVID. She mm-hmm. worked at the Y, and I used to go there every day. Right. And I saw her, and we chatted for I don't forty minutes, and it was just felt so good to be outside um, with the trees blooming right. and books in hand, and nice. you know, it was good. It felt That's amazing. Felt like something normal. Right. I I just love our downtown region, our city park and our library. We were huge fans of the library growing up. So we lived in Glens Falls up closer to Crandall Park and we would walk to the library all the time. Yeah. I absolutely love our library. I love books. I love to take them out and I love to read them. I'm not as good. I've never read a 14-day book in 14 days. <laughs> I am one, definitely one of those people that um, has has gravitated through through the whole COVID pandemic has gravitated more to listening to books online and found that that really really works well for me. Yeah, but I do like holding the tangible book. Like that's totally a beach thing for me. Like I have to have a book. I love. Um, listening to books if I'm walking or Mm. back when I was running because I would just get so bored with the running. I know you're a runner (laughs) and you're probably thinking, how could you be bored? Oh my goodness. (laughs) Bored me to death and also it hurt. Um, (laughs) So books were the only way that I got through that. There you go. You do what you got to (laughs) do. Yeah, we both have fitness in common and we used to see each other at the the Y. Is that where we met? Where... I don't know if, I think we actually spoke for the first time at a chamber thing. Yes, at a, at a network. And you introduced yourself to me and I was so out of place. Okay. So I remember that I work mainly from home, so I don't see people on the daily except at the Y. So now I don't see anybody. Right. So I went to that and I knew it was at Highland and it was a breakfast thing and I don't even know what the topic was, but I knew it was going to be kind of stuffy. Um, And it was, I walk in and all the men are in suits and I'm thinking, okay, you can do this. And I go up and get a cup of coffee and I turn around and there is a gentleman not in a suit and he must have pegged me as someone he could talk to who was equally as awkward as he was. (laughs) And he was a farmer and God bless that man for making those couple hours bearable, bearable, (laughs) because I was like, oh my gosh, this is just, and we laughed and, you know, we might've poked fun at, at the suits. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe we didn't, (laughs) but you did introduce yourself to me that day. I did. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that was, I, I guess I had seen you around the Y and, uh, yeah, because we do have that the fitness thing in common. Yeah. And uh, I love that we have that in common, whether it's walking or currently running, not currently running. <laughs> My running days are far over. Um, yeah, that runner's high. I never got that. No? Never. Wow. I can't imagine. I can't imagine not running. I'm going to have to imagine it because, yeah, I'm getting older. Yeah. It's not as much fun as it used to be, but it's still, I was able to go for an afternoon run yesterday and it was gorgeous out. And um, it it wasn't super fast, but it was super enjoyable because it was just, you know, tank top and shorts and sneakers. That's it. And go. Yeah. It was, I loved it. And and Taylor Swift's new album. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a lot of heartbreak songs. So that's what she likes. Yeah, she does. She says, poor girls had a lot of heartbreak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the choices we make. <laughs> right. So um, you mentioned that you love you love the outdoors. Yes. So let's just talk about that a little bit. What favorite hikes, favorite parks? Fa- I, oh. I feel like how can you have a favorite park? Our parks are really diverse. They are. And... Yeah, I love our parks. Um, I do feel, a, you know, I feel a little connection to them having done work in them. Sure. So I do really love that, like a favorite. So Hobby Pond is great for a community center and they have done such great work last year into this year with their plantings and they've put the new Freedom Park over there, the accessible playground. 
but they also have like a garden that grows tomatoes. Oh, wow. And I'm not really sure who those are for, but hey, if you see a ripe one, I think you're I think it's free game. Okay. <laughs> um, but they also have, so they have this memorial um, bench area and they've planted blueberry bushes, which I thought was oh, just nice. absolutely brilliant. Um, so I do like Javi Pond and for a walk, I like Rush Pond because it is uh, about two and a half miles each way. So you get your 10,000 steps in just by doing the walk. There you go. Back. There you go. Have, um, have you ever seen a snake there? No, not there. Okay, just curious. I know you're afraid of snakes. Yeah, super. No, you won't. Okay. I walk there almost every week, and I've never seen a snake. Okay. Uh, though I have heard other people have seen a snake, and I'm not going to go there. So no snakes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, a lot of squirrels. No, and, I don't believe you, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you seen a snake slither on the ground? They are kind of freaky. Yes. Yeah. So let me just tell you this story quick, okay? As a runner, people would always say to me, you should run in the trails behind the Y. You you really, I can't believe you've never run in the trails behind the Y. I said, I'm not going to do it. I don't like snakes. I'm not going to do it. Okay, one day my girlfriend Hillary got me to run with her. And she said, are, you're... First, you're, you're a dingbat because I've never seen a snake on my run on those trails. Never. So whatever. So it was definitely peer pressure. But I said, okay, I'll go with you. I'll run with you. And I saw a snake oh. on the bridge, the little bridge, saw a snake. He went right in front of me. He wasn't big, but it still freaks me out, right? A couple years later, um. I see a member coming out of the Y, chit-chatting with him, and said, you're going to go for a run? I'm jealous. I wish I could go for a run right now, but I got I have work to do. And he said, yeah, I'm going to run in, on the trails out behind the Y. Did you ever run out there? And I'm like, yeah, be careful. There's snakes out there. <laughs> and he's like, you are crazy. I've never seen a snake out there. <laughs> I'm like, okay, have fun. He comes back, and he comes to find me, and he says, a snake was on the path. <laughs> I've never in my life seen a snake out there. So I'm convinced that it's just me. It's just... You're, you're somehow hearkening the snakes? I don't know. Or if they're like, there she is. We know she doesn't like us. I don't know, you know what it is, but... So it, this is really strange, but I can feel a snake looking at me. So <gasps> oh, it, if like you that. are in their territory, generally they become completely still. Yeah. And I'll like feel something and I'll turn and there's a snake oh, kind of just, yeah. So that's no. only once hiking in Vermont, there was a large snake and that really scared me because I had to go past him. Uh -huh. And I looked it up later and it was called a black racer, which is, is not a, a poisonous snake. They won't hurt you. Um, but the word racer. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not fast. So I was very afraid. Um, but yeah, generally, I don't see snakes. And you, you're out there a lot. So yeah. so we, my husband and I um, started the fire tower challenge a few years ago, and just kind of did at our pace, you know, do other hikes. But with COVID, we decided, you know what, let's finish this. So we've completed all of the fire tower challenge within the Adirondacks. We still have the cat skills to do. Um, and I don't know when we're going to get around to doing that, but that's such a great, it's a great challenge, but it's just such a, a great opportunity that none of the hikes are terribly difficult. Sure. Um, so yeah. Um, which is my favorite, probably black mountain. And that oh, was yeah. the first one we did, um, quite a while ago. Nice. Yeah. And as far as I have like my top five, but they're listed. I, I would have to look that up. But the other one that I really like that's not a fire tower is um, Chimney Mountain. That's gorgeous. And Super where is short. That? North of here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
We can just Google it. Just yeah. Google it. Chimney Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. Um, I, I had a question for you based on that. And now I just forgot it. But, um, oh, not based on that, though. I, I want to know, what are you working on right now that you can tell us about? Um, well, my husband and I have an idea that's on hold. <laughs> that is, it, it's outdoors related, I, but it's, it's on hold for right now because he works just nonstop. Right. So for now, I mean, it's an idea and I think it's always good to have something brewing. Sure. Even if it doesn't come to fruition, mm-hmm. I think it's just good to always have something to look forward to and to work toward. So that's where we are. <laughs> we have an idea. <laughs> okay, listeners, stay tuned for the other half of We Have an Idea. <laughs> I bought so a domain fun. name, but that's it. Can you tell us what the domain name? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one of the things that's so ironic about the two of us sitting down together is that we do keep our private lives private. We do keep things very close to our chest. And here we are on a podcast, just talking Sometimes away. I think of you, Christy, and I think, wow, it took, I've known her so long and she finally shares that. <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah, you're the same way. What do you got? <laughs> <laughs> well, in that thing, I thought, isn't it obvious? But I'm glad to know it's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> oh my goodness. We could have a whole podcast in code. <laughs> we could. We could. That would not make people very happy, but it would be tons of fun. <laughs> well, I I do think that uh, we could go on all day, but we could probably wrap it up here um, with one last question. Oh boy. <laughs> Not it's not a tough one, but I've you know I've often thought of this, um, especially for women entrepreneurs and in people who've been business owners for years. And um, you know I I don't know your entire journey, and I'm sure I'll find out as we get to know each other better. And um, but but what I'd love to know is what would you if you were sitting on a sofa and your 29 year old self was sitting at the other end of the sofa from you, what would you say to her? I would say, don't take yourself so seriously. Mm. None of it adds up, you know, it's just laugh. It's, you know, and, and that's honestly one of the, the biggest, um, things I've learned is, you know, just laugh. It's, it's really not a big deal. Yeah. Everything that you think is so embarrassing. Oh my gosh, I don't get embarrassed by anything anymore. <laughs> you don't? <laughs> Not really. I love I mean, that. It would take a lot. Like, ask my daughter. We go anyplace. I'm like, mm, I don't, you know, I'll say whatever. Mm-hmm. I'll ask whatever. I mean, I'm not rude, but if I have a question, I'll ask you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those young people, they think you're just ridiculous. Oh, How yeah. can you put yourself out there? Yeah, I am who I am, like Popeye. <laughs> yeah, you know, I have to say, I'm, I'm really. My daughter and I have had some of those conversations too, and I don't know if it's a level of boldness that just comes with age, or if it's just a fed up. You know what? <laughs> with- I think it's um, you have to realize that most people want to help. Yeah, and you're you're you realize as you're older that you're a part of something bigger. When right. you're young, you're you're very, you know, egocentric. And as you get older, it's just, you know, the, if the quickest way to finding an answer to something is to ask, I'm going to ask. Yeah. Um, I don't have that time to swirl around trying to figure it out on my own. Right. And right. I've been very lucky, you know, so working by myself for so long, early on, I did have things that I needed help with. And I did have people... Um, like Troy Burns at being communications who would, if he didn't know the answer for me, he would find somebody cause he had a network. Oh, nice. He would find somebody who could help me. And that was, um, priceless to me. Nice. That's, I think that that's extremely beneficial is to 
be able to have those natural connections, those authentic connections um, that are made organically that, you know, of, of people you can just ask questions of and people who will come and ask you questions. Right. And there's just that natural give and take and support of one another. And that's that's certainly something that we work to cultivate here. Oh, at absolutely. Is, it's so needed as, as you're launching a business or even as a seasoned business owner to be able to contribute to um, young business owners that way or, um, you know, newly starting out. It's really important. And, and I think as a resource, that is perfect to have the people who are who have the knowledge, who are willing to help mm-hmm. um, in an altruistic way. And then the people who are afraid to ask, you know, the younger people who maybe don't want to ask, mm-hmm. um, just to be surrounded by people who have the willingness. Right. Um, it makes it much easier. I love that there's a natural level of curiosity among members here. Nobody's... Nobody wants to snoop. Um, it's all very kind-hearted curiosity and, hey, what are you working on? Yeah. And, you know, that always leads to something greater, whether it be, a you know, a whiteboard session or a brain dump or, you know, it's, sometimes it's hooking up to the, the uh, connecting to the technology that we have for a kind of a trial and error session and getting some feedback. And I just love that. It's, it's just such a fun community to be part of. But, it is. I agree. But I love that response. Don't take yourself too seriously. <laughs> I think um, I've heard that question asked before and um, a lot of things come to mind, but that's definitely a good one. Thank you for sure. <laughs> thank you so much for sitting down with me today. Oh, thank I really you for having me. your time. This has been a lot of fun. A lot of fun. It has been. I appreciate it. All right. Well, listeners, thank you for joining us and f- for being part of what we're working on here, what we're creating, and the way that we're letting each other know what's happening in our community and and how you can be part of all the amazing things that we have going on and how we can highlight the amazing people who are doing some fantastic things here. We appreciate the time that you spend with us. And again, um, reach out to us at justoffglen at gmail.com with your questions, with your ideas, with your feedback. We'd love to hear from you. So keep those letters coming and we'll join, join you next time when you can meet us here, Just Off Glen. Thanks for listening. This podcast was recorded at WorkSmart Coworking and Meeting Space in downtown Glens Falls and produced by Black Mountain Visuals. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Join us again next time. We'll meet just off Glen.